0: Oh, hello there. So, 23 years ago today, one of the most infamous moments in the history of professional wrestling happened, and a moment that actually changed the wrestling business forever. And more on that later. I think we all know what it is, but when I say to you, it happened at Survivor Series 1997 in Montreal, you'll know what I mean. So, but here we go. There was there was more to that show. It, it gets remembered honestly quite it gets remembered for that quite understandably but there's a lot of other good stuff in that show overall so i'd like to talk about that before we go on to the the big gigantic elephant in the room so we start off with the After dimensional survivor series match involving the tag division it's the headbangers and the blackjacks versus the new age outlaws and the godwins uh the road dog and billy gun had just not long been put together at this point there they were starting to get get their thing going there wasn't quite fully there yet but it was on its way and you knew they would be the next team that they would really go with and they're the two survivors in this match which makes all the sense in the world if you're the next people that you're going to go with so yeah good solid opener showcases the tag division in the ideal spot on the card Yeah, good solid opener up next another traditional match uh yeah, truth commission versus the uh DoA that was the Cycles of the Apocalypse, the the motorbike gang, drift uh, Commission was this big sort of military group. They were pretty lame to be honest, but they had this big huge guy Kurgan. He's like seven over seven feet tall, huge guy. He used to like basically squash Jobber on Raw during the piss break. And they get a little pay per view match here, and the match is fine, instantly forgettable, but it's fine. Whatever is what it is. The Jackal was their leader, and um, he was more of a mouthpiece more than and so he gets eliminated quite early and then goes on to commentary which actually is quite a good use of him so he was quite charismatic so a lot of time there was some talk that he was going to be eventually revealed as the greater power in the whole undertaker ministry thing but no it turned out to be Vince McMahon <laughs> oh well whatever but there you go Jackal he was a decent talent at the time so there you have it uh, true commission wins fine nah whatever up next another traditional match more interesting this one Team Canada versus Team USA it, t- it ties in with the whole storyline of the year, really. Uh, this whole stuff that went right throughout the summer for most of this year as well. Uh, you had on one side Bulldog, Jim and Furnace the nightheart and furness and the who took on Bulldog and Owen Hart at the previous Survivor Series on their debut, funnily enough. They were teaming with Bulldog this time. Uh, going up against Team USA, which was Vader, Goldust, Steve Blackman and Mark uh, good, Really good. It's actually a thoroughly enjoyable match. It's good. You see a bit of star power in here. You've got Vader on the Team USA team. Which is good and it's actually a storyline reason for this Survivor Series match to take place. Not just, here's here's a bunch of people. Like what it is nowadays with the Raw versus SmackDown stuff. It's like, eh, you know. But at least this was a storyline reason. Tied in one of the big storylines. Good finish as well. Vader and Bulldog are the last two, but the referee's back turned. Bulldog hits Vader with a bell and is the sole survivor here. Which, mm-hmm. which at least gives Canada at least somewhat of a bone here tonight they don't have one later on as we'll soon find out but there you go good match here i like this even better coming up next is kane versus mankind this is kane's first ever uh, match in the wwe for this character he made his debut a month earlier at bad blood uh Kane mankind is the perfect first person for him to go up against it's a big name big name star but also ties in with the uh, the previous his previous history with Paul Behrer it made all the sense in the world to go down this route gives Kane a huge Kane goes over here a big victory but gives him a, a name over a, a big a victory over a big name in his first match which makes him legit instantly uh, fantastic match really entertaining uh, good stuff I like the way it came about it shows in the video package that he attacked dude love. But then man, and this this draws the mankind character, the darker character out. So this was great, yeah, really great stuff here. Kane wins, yeah. The light during the match is kind of annoying, but they eventually they got rid of that. Thankfully, they, they made that same mistake with the fiend as well, uh, just last year. But ah well, there you go. But Kane goes over here. Great match, thoroughly entertaining. So another reason why this pay per view is very noticeable, not- uh, notable, notable. Kane's first ever pay-per-view match, or first ever match, actually, in the WWF, as this character, of course. Uh, Another Survivor Series match coming up here. It's the Nation of Domination versus Ken Shamrock, Legion of Doom, and Ahmed Johnson. Really good, thoroughly entertaining. It comes down to the last two are Shamrock and The Rock, so they have a good little exchange at the end. Looks like Rock's going to win when he hits Shamrock with the the chair and the referee's back turned. It looks like it's going to be a similar finish the the previous match uh, elimination match with uh, with uh, um, an object mm-hmm. uh, with a, a weapon beating the is the guy with the referee's back's turn but not Shamrock kicks it and then they have a good little thing many singles match to finish off Shamrock and Rock did have a lot of matches during ninety seven and ninety eight on pay per view and they were always good though to be fair and they never really outstayed it, its welcome so. <laughs> Uh, this was good. Shamrock wins with the ankle walk. Thoroughly entertaining match. This was really good. Probably the best of the survivors. The traditional matches, really entertaining. And again, much like the Team USA, Team Canada one. There was actually storyline reason for these teams to be going against each other because the nation had been feuding with these people throughout the year. So it actually made sense. So this was good. And of course, Shamrock, being the sole survivor, made sense because he was the next number. He became the next number one contender for the next view, it all led in, it made sense, which wrestling did quite a lot back then. (laughs) Up next, another notable thing about the show is you've got Stone Cold Steve Austin against Owen Hart for the Intercontinental title. This is Austin's first match back after he had that horrible injury at Summerslam against Owen Hart. Thankfully, he came back here has the match and everything. the match itself is fine for what it is. It only goes like four minutes and Austin kind of just wins it and nowhere. Just it's the kicks on in the gut. Fingers up, stunner, one, two, three, wins clean as a whistle. So there you go, it's quite quick. But I get the feeling they just kept it short just to make sure Austin was okay and things like that. They didn't want to go too far with it, which makes all the sense in the world. Austin gets his belt bag again, which which makes sense here. And then the canadian crowd actually start cheering austin at the end so there you go i mentioned when i did a recording about the canadian stampede a few months ago you could actually see even though austin was the heel and was mostly booed there were still austin 316 signs up there well a few months later he's back in canada he just beats a canadian hero and it actually gets cheered at the end so there you have it it just showed you the phenomenon was growing big time there but of course, we come to the main event. It's Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels for the WWF title. Right. the The match itself is excellent. It starts off really as a brawl when they're brawling all about the arena, and then the bell itself does a ratty brawl for about ten minutes, and then the bell rings. The match itself is only about twelve minutes, and it's an enjoyable match. Well, it lasts. This is better than the sixty minute Iron Man match. I'll take this over this any even though I like the Iron Man match from WrestleMania twelve that you could just feel when if you look back and you look back at some of the clips and things like that you could feel the hatred between those two these two you honestly could have made for captivating television which is why i always think wwe dropped the ball by never doing proper proper back and forth shoot pros with alexa and sasha over the years they, they honestly should have done that back in 2017 i'm not saying it would be on this level but you know they really dropped the ball on this on that but uh, yeah that was amazing television when they had the two factions going back and forth and of course we now get to the finish when Sean puts the sharpshooter on Earl Hebner calls for the bell Shawn Michaels is the new champion <laughs> there you go of course I mean, we all know how it all went down that it was apparently Bret Hart was meant to reverse this it was meant to end in some big schmog and ended a double DQ because uh, Bret was going for WCW after this that Brett was gonna come on the next night raw, give his farewell speech, and then give up the title. Then he didn't want to drop the title in Canada. Uh, of course, he then dropped it to a guy he just hates and Shawn Michaels. And then, oh, and then you can see it, he the camera catch he spits right in Vince McMahon's face. It's incredible. This this moment changed wrestling forever. I mean, this really did peel peel back the, the curtain, pull back the curtain really in many ways and um, I've, I've also even watched documentaries on this group like the dark side of the ring and just shoot interviews with people like jim Cornette, people like kevin nash and sean Waltman think it's a work earl hebner's who's swore blind it wasn't a work for years has even came out and said oh it's a work now i don't know i don't know but it just like there was such animosity i mean Brett didn't come back for 13 years to the wwf after this so there was definitely a, a lot of wounds uh, came out of this. Uh, if you've seen the Wrestling With Shadows documentary, I know that some people said oh, it was awfully convenient there was a documentary going on when this happened. You think, well, yeah, kind of. But I, I genuinely think it was real. Genuinely do. You can sort of see in that Bret Hart, he didn't want to drop the title. Some people think he didn't want to drop it to Shawn Michaels. I remember even Undertaker in the shoot interviews. And he's confirmed as well that Bret Hart did actually thump Vince McMahon backstage. He was there. Um, he was saying that maybe he just didn't want to drop it to Sean he even spoke about maybe putting someone else in the match so he could drop it to them from what i could see in the wrestling shadow with shadows interview brett just didn't want to drop it in canada because he did have this whole i'm a canadian hero thing going which okay <laughs> yeah, I, I get it and all that but uh, you know it's one of those things even what and, and the, i know people what this He was kind of a mark, and I respect Bret Hart, I like Bret Hart, he actually seems quite a nice guy and everyone, people cover this old bitter bread and he moans a lot, and he does, but I do quite like him, there's something quite likeable about him, and I was happy to see him back when he came back in 2010, I'm glad (laughs) they they healed the wounds from that here, but he he has kind of a mark, (laughs) oh I'm a Canadian hero and all this, but yeah, okay, I get it, you are, but... To these people and all that but you know it's it's a pretend belt it's a prop mate you know <laughs> that's what it is uh but there you go but uh, there you have it there's so much uh so much came from this of course and of course it went to the mr mcmahon character the mr mcmahon character then came out because he and uh, a week later he addressed it again pulling back the curtain talking about yeah. how Brett screwed Brett and talking about the time-honoured t- t- tradition is how you do the job on the way out and things like that. But then the Mr McMahon character came from this because in real life, the big evil boss did screw over the, the guy that's a hero in the fans' eyes. And of course, Austin was getting red hot at this time. Perfect timing. You had the... anti-authority figure going up against the big evil boss and people didn't know that vince mcmahon was the boss at this time as well he was just the commentator because i mentioned as well a month earlier bad blood was the last pay-per-view vince mcmahon commentated on i thought there was something odd that vince was at ringside you're like why why is vince at ringside he's he's like a commentator Why why is he in such a big thing for this it was yeah incredible the way this all went down it's changed the course of wrestling forever. It led to the hottest angle ever austin mcmahon as well and the the greatest heel character ever in the mister in the mcmahon so it made such big news i mean even years back this this bret hart wrestling the shadows documentary was even on bbc 2 in the uk it was shown and it was on like a mainstream channel so it's a a big huge thing came from this absolutely massive uh and then you've, you've, it's funny how people say, oh, wrestling's ruined now because people on social media break kayfabe. You should be in kayfabe all the time. And I'm thinking to yourself, like, everyone knows it's a work. Everyone knows it. So if you, like, break kayfabe on social media, it doesn't really matter. People moan about Alexa tweets too much or whatever because she's got this new dark character. But it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. you have to be a mark not want people to be always in k I mean, Undertaker is old school and he protected it for all these years, so fair play. But, you know, mm-hmm. the breaking of k isn't what's killed wrestling. It's the lack of compelling stories and characters, which is what's killed wrestling. And you can blend elements of real life in with a story and everything like that. And I think they did that, actually, in the build-up to Bretton show which made for captivating television at this time. You could feel the hatred between these two you didn't need to read a story or read dirt sheets or listen to rumors or watch shoot interviews to know that these two hated each other you could fucking feel it through the tv there there was it was just anyone could see it. a kid could see it i'm a kid watching this and i knew these two hated each other in real life you know but it's funny how people complain about if you expose the business too much it ruins it it's like well let's expose the business big time and then it led on to the biggest boom period in the, his- in the business's history. So it really didn't. It honestly really didn't. But there you have it. Maybe Key K- was well and, well and truly died the day of the Mo- Montreal screw job. But it wasn't as bad a thing as you might think it was. But there you have it. That's what my take on that. And my take as well is I have sympathy for Brett. I mean, Vince did lie about it what he was gonna do and it was underhanded but but i don't i don't really blame him for it because he thought brett was gonna show up on wcw with his title and they had and they were losing to wcw at this time so they couldn't afford an embarrassment like that it's his it's his title after all for this company that he bought from his father he inherited and then built to incredible heights from his father so i don't blame Vince in many ways but There you go, it's a messy situation at least. But I will say this, even only I've gone on about it, because it's one of the most incredible moments in wrestling's history, Survivor Series 1997 is actually a great pay-per-view. Thoroughly entertaining. The Survivor Series matches are fun. A couple of them at least have really good storyline reasons for them to take place, such as the Nation of Domination one, Team Canada versus Team USA. You've got Stone Cold, thankfully having his first match back after a terrible injury, so it's, that's a big moment. Kane, Kane's first ever pay-per-view match or first of our matches as this character, big moment, and of course that moment at the end. And the match itself is actually thoroughly entertaining when it happens. So there you go, Survivor Series nineteen ninety seven, actually one of the most infamous pay-per-views of all, time, the most possibly the most infamous pay-per-view of all time. <laughs> but I will say also one of the best survivor series from an entertainment standpoint as well and speaking of which even better coming up is survivor series 1998 which will be the next review i'll do don't know if there'll be a raw review this week i'm not sure i'll play it by ear as usual if i watch enough of it i'll give a review if not i won't but there'll definitely be a survivor series 1998 review coming up this week so thanks very much there for listening and goodbye